0: all right everybody welcome to week five of pre-snap motion uh we decided to split last week's episode we got a little long in the tooth uh i i think aaron's words were a few too many pink whitney's along the way uh, I was guilty of that myself, but uh, a <laughs> little long in the tooth. So we decided to split that. Uh, and there's just a lot of content. There's a lot of folks to talk about specifically as we head into the skill position players next week. Uh, but we're going to leave you with part two of last week's quarterback conversation leading with, uh, I, w- I would say a pretty spicy take on Lamar Jackson. Uh, so please enjoy that uh, today. We're going to hit the news du jour, uh, a couple winners and losers from the week in uh, prep our notes diligently Uh, for our skill position breakdowns next week. Uh, We will have a special guest, uh, Grant Ermitter of Colts with Grant. Uh, It's a podcast here. He's been going for a few years. Going to do a a brief AFC breakdown, some of his thoughts as a Colts insider on the Julio Jones trade. Uh, And he's also going to join us for the uh, skill position players and uh, those tiers. Uh, With that, uh, with me as always, Aaron and Hayden, the gang is all here. Uh, and with that, I'll kick it over to Hayden at the news desk.
1: Oh yeah,
0: uh, You're getting good. You're getting really good at the sound effect. Maybe, oh, yeah. The timing's there.
1: All right. Let's start with uh, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib. Uh, he became the first active NFL player to come out as gay. He made his announcement Monday in a video posted to Instagram. I'm happy for him. I imagine that's not an easy thing to do, uh, especially in football, I'm glad that he feels comfortable enough to do this. And from what I've seen of the reaction, everyone's been uh, pretty positive, which is excellent. Social media, as we know, can be uh, a terrible place at times. So I'm glad I've seen mostly positive vibes for the most part. Uh, Aaron, take it away.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you want to call him the first guy through the wall uh, with the... uh, What was the other guy? Sam Donald? No. Michael Sam. Michael Sam came out. He didn't quite make a roster or make a real impact in the league this is a more proven player he's already been paid so maybe a little bit uh, less risk there but yeah the first guy through the wall usually gets a little bit bloody i think one of the more interesting things that i've seen about this announcement social media is is so brutal not not just in situations like this but on NFL players a whole uh, it, it can get really rough for these guys on the uh, the social media front lines. And I think th- I've seen a lot of positive reactions, not just from fans and from the NFL and from the coaching staff, the Raiders, but from other players around the league. It's almost like the NFL has just become a little bit more of a tight knit brotherhood. You know, they they really kind of view themselves as as a part of the special group. And it's really kind of them against the media and a lot of a lot of these nameless, faceless keyboard warriors. So you really love to see the other players come out and really not see that as a dividing thing between them, but really still see him as as part of that NFL brotherhood. Um, uh, there, there was somebody, a couple. There was a player um, for the Bears. I think I want to say it was Warren Moon. Said something about, oh yeah, there was like all kinds of gay players, you know, back in the '80s when he played yeah. for the Bears. Glad to see somebody, somebody come out and say that. And that just, just kind of tells you just from a raw number standpoint, you know, there had to have been dozens, maybe hundreds of gay players in the NFL over the years. And this is like the first one that's all out going public to to, to say that. So yeah, pretty brave of the guy, happy for him. Uh, everything's been positive about that so far. And, and I hope it stays that way.
0: Yeah, I think I echo that sentiment. You know, I, I look forward to the day when like we don't even have to have this conversation, right? When this isn't even news, and it's just you know, it's it's uh, what somebody does in the privacy of their own home and everything is that's on them, and it's just about you. We want them to be able to live their lives and and be happy and be productive with members of society with everybody else, man. It's um, I, I think the thing that struck me most about his announcement was at the end when he acknowledged the media and said, I don't have time to answer your questions, et cetera, please don't take it personally. You know, it's important for me to be locked in with my teammates. I I really think the biggest attracting factor on Michael Sam wasn't his talent. It was the fact that he had the Tim Tebow effect. Uh, It was every, you know, every preseason game you had his stat line immediately follow what the team score was before you got like quarterback stats or anything else and for a marginal defensive player uh, no team is going to want that um so I, I guess if nothing else we kind of talked about it last week with the uh the Yomi osaka like media availability piece it's like man these they're just people under an immense amount of pressure yeah. to do a really hard job um and regardless of how well they do it they're going to get grilled by you know <laughs> people like you or me or, or somebody else so um good for him i'm happy for him i'm happy he's happy i hope that you know that inner peace kind of leads to him to be able to be you know more productive in his personal life as well as on the field and um to to the media and other folks out there man just let the guy live his life and go about his business um and let's not see on espn on set on sunday you know lost i almost said oakland raiders man it's been what (laughs) four years (laughs) Uh, let's not see, you know, Las Vegas Raiders and then his, you know, Nassib with one tackle, one, you know, half a tackle for a loss on the stat line. Like just let the guy go about his business because if you make it that much harder on him, uh, who knows what might happen from there. But either way, man, good for him. I'm happy for him. Do you think
2: there's going to be more announcements to follow? Do you think this will cause a domino (laughs) effect at all or?
0: Probably not now, but I think that there's going to be a level of openness kind of moving forward, right? To your point, the first guy kind of gets at the worst, and then uh, by the end of it, it's kind of a mainstream thing. And like I said, when I started this, this you know, dialogue, it's just hopefully we get to a point where, like, this isn't even a conversation that we have to have anymore.
2: It's important to have it now, though. I, I don't agree with – some people are saying, like, why is this even news? You know, like, who cares? We definitely that's need to have the conversation awesome. now. It definitely needs to be a thing because it's important because really the general consensus right now is that this type of lifestyle is not accepted in NFL locker rooms across the country. Um, so, yeah. yeah.
0: And that's a, and that's a fair point. So don't, please don't misconstrue my me saying that as I don't want to have this conversation. It's important that we do and acknowledge it. And that hopefully gives people who are, who are currently closeted or, or uncomfortable, the, the courage and you know, freedom to step forward and, and say, no, I'm, this is my life as well. What I mean is I, I look forward to the day where it's so widely accepted and normal that we don't have to have like an announcement and have a media cycle every time someone expresses how they live their life. There's never been a conversation about uh, NFL players. It's like, yeah, I have a motorcycle and I drive a motorcycle in the offseason. People are like, whoa, like that's. Unless you crash (laughs) it. Sure, but (laughs) it's probably a shitty analogy. But at the end of the day, like that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for an openness and a freedom for these guys to live their lives in a way where they don't have to make a statement about something as, as private and as harmless as this is. This is America, man. As long as you're as long as you're not hurting somebody, do whatever you want. That's what we're here for.
2: You know, speaking of America and capitalism, do you think that the spike in his jersey sales has already offset his hundred thousand dollar donation to the uh, foundation? That's a pretty good point. That's I actually- was very I saw that spike and I was like, oh man. And and I know I'm not suggesting he did this for any kind of you know, financial gain or anything like that. I was just kind of interested in that.
0: Yeah. The number of crop top Naseed jerseys in Boys Town in Chicago is skyrocketing. As <laughs> <it> is.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's, uh, what's next? Uh, Saints running back Alvin Kamara is now working with NASCAR as their first ever growth and engagement advisor. According to NASCAR.com, Kamara will work quote, directly with NASCAR leadership on strategic planning and creative opportunities that support its fan development efforts. Uh, I know next to nothing about NASCAR, so I'll throw it to you, Drew, uh, to say your thoughts on this. <laughs> Resident
2: you're, just, NASCAR you're, just, expert. you're
1: just assuming that I'm the NASCAR fan? All right. Well, hey, th- this is my reasoning. I threw it to Aaron first. <laughs> now I'm going back to you. So,
0: okay. Thank uh, God. So, uh, so one Uh, Pretty cool, actually. So, like, NASCAR, uh, kind of in the same vein as, like, uh, Major League Baseball, right? Like, your average demo is, like, a 57-year-old white dude. Um, They struggle to market to um, a more diverse subset of fans. Um, He was grand marshal for a race last year, I believe. I thought Uh, there
2: was some stuff in that in that past with him and nascar
0: yeah and i mean he digs it and like that's cool so there was there was that and like he had um there was an article about him it might have been his second year it was his first like year after he kind of broke onto the scene where like he was like a garbage man part-time and like worked for like delta part-time like loading bags and like just did like weird stuff so like kind of who he is super cool of him frankly anything that he can do to not score six touchdowns on the vikings in a single game I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want, man. Be a milkman. <laughs> I don't care. Less stuff. But uh, but no, I mean, for NASCAR, stock car racing is another one of those things. that's kind of uniquely American. Uh, F1 seen a lot of bump in popularity recently because of the the show on Netflix, etc. cetera. Uh, Drive to Survive is awesome if no one's watched it. Like, go watch that show. It's cool as shit. A lot of pinky rings. Um, so no, I mean, anything he can do to grow a sport he's passionate about, good for him.
2: You know, honestly, when I heard we were going to be talking about Alvin Kamara on the show today, I just assumed we were talking about his new cereal line uh, because that was huge news for me. Kamara's King Crunch coming oh, fall twenty twenty one. So fired up! I'm a What's huge cereal guy. Profile? Huge cereal guy. You know, what? that's yet to be announced, and oh. I will not. I will not speculate on that. But uh, I don't know
0: so so he always has like the gold mouthpiece in right is it gonna be like edible gold like is that what we're talking about because like if so i am fucking in
2: <laughs> doubt it uh doubt it but yeah no I, I will definitely be uh waiting outside waiting outside my local kroger to pick up a box of kamara's king crunch the day that launches i'm fired
0: up for that dude's gonna be out there in a tent big cereal <laughs> guy big
2: cereal guy fills the cracks
0: Hmm. i've actually been to a
3: nascar race this is kind of off topic but uh it, it was fun i enjoyed Did it you
2: officially know more about nascar than drew and i since you've been doing <laughs> it whoa, whoa
0: whoa i've been to the brickyard hold 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 on pimon hold on you don't know anything <laughs> about me <laughs> <laughs> i grew up in a big nascar house all right i i don't watch it anymore i've not watched it in years but yeah man do you want to talk about ricky rudd the tide ride i'm fucking here for it okay
2: oh who these people are i'm
0: sorry so I, a little aside on the, the NASCAR piece. So like um, there's this like super accurate, like NASCAR simulator game that has like the steering wheel and like a shifter. And like, it's like really high end, like Kevin Harvick plays it. And like, they have like a league for like the guys on like Fox sports one, like cowherd like once a week, like races in this like online super accurate NASCAR simulator. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of like, fuck that looks cool like i kind of want to do it
2: <laughs> that looks fine that that sounds like like uh, i would love to do that i would not like to sit and watch guys driving a circle for four hours on a sunday afternoon but hey it's, it's just august,
0: in like august when it's like 97 <laughs> degrees outside
1: <laughs> yeah I, I went in arizona so that was that was tons of fun uh, in the sun yeah oh, yeah
0: absolutely man absolutely yeah yeah it's- cool
1: all right. Um, Vikings rookie Jalen Twyman was shot four times
3: while in Washington, D.C. on Monday. He is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, I don't know what you guys have to really say about this, but I just wanted to say that I'm uh, I'm glad that he's going to be all right by the reports, and I hope for a speedy recovery. As Drew's laughing, this is...
0: Well, okay, well, I'm not going to say he's a loser because he got injured, like, somewhere on this podcast. <laughs> um so I texted Aaron a video of Jalen Twyman, uh, oh like in the weight room, like he's just like in front of the mirror, huge, just like the thickest dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> Aaron's response was he looks like a grizzly. I'd be afraid to shoot him. I'd probably wound him and he'd eat me. And that is oh completely God. accurate. He is terrifying. He's a huge human man. It sounds like he was like visiting his aunt or something. And uh, yeah. wrong place, wrong time is what they said. I, I don't know um completely i'm shocked those bullets
2: penetrated his like teflon exterior just from looking at those pictures this yeah. dude's a monster
0: <laughs> yeah if if i've learned anything from this offseason specifically uh, in regards to vikings players rookies the nfl as a whole or at least the organization's Beyond like the rookie symposium, when you have Chris Carter telling these guys, hey, you need a fall guy, like get a guy who will take the charge for you and you'll take care of his family. Like besides that horse shit, we need to do a better job with these young athletes who at 19, 20, 21 years old become instant millionaires of explaining to them, like you can't go back to the neighborhood you're from. Like you can't do this. You can't go back to your low income neighborhood and this is a gross generalization, but you cannot go back to a neighborhood that could be uh, low income, dangerous, etc. cetera. We see all the stories, right? We see all the, how this player rose from here to get to here. You cannot drive back there in a Rolls Royce and expect nothing to happen. Like you cannot do it. Um, you have the ability as, uh, as an uh, affluent young athlete, one, uh, good people around you to fly your aunt to your house, like fly your aunt to you Um, and and just understand that there's got to be a separation from where you came from to where you are now. And and that's just the, that's like, keep yourself safe, stay protected. You see Justin Gladney go, or Jeff Gladney go back to Dallas and have his horrible ordeal. You've seen this now with Twyman. Like we got to help these guys make better choices.
2: I don't know. That seems a little controversial. You you can't just expect them to abandon the communities that, that they came from wholeheartedly. Like, no There's no probably right or wrong way to do it but i don't know about just like don't go back there <laughs> i don't think that's the answer
0: <laughs> i i will my caveat that shadowy that.
2: place over there that's not our kingdom anymore you can't <laughs> no but
0: there. my my caveat is like don't don't flex don't go back there like a rolls royce to be like hey you know the king's back like nothing okay. nothing good no good comes from that probably You're not re- Rent your Ford F-150 from from the from the rental car from Enterprise that day, and incognito go back home. Like do that. And I get it. And a lot of these guys are gonna do great work in the community they came from, uh, and that's great. And you need that. And you need the, you know you need to be able to give back. But also, we just we need to do something with these really young athletes and provide them just some knowledge or help decision making in doing these things. You know these
2: these were part of my again. Not, not, he's not a loser because he got shot, but that was part of my losers of the week. Just like rookies having a tough time adjusting uh, to to life off the field, given their new circumstances. Uh, there was another uh, issue. This is obviously different than a catching a catching a straight bullet, but Zavin Collins, the rookie linebacker for. Arizona got pulled over for reckless driving. I don't know; they didn't say for sure if alcohol was involved. Whatever the case may be, but it's like, why are you why are you driving yourself like anywhere?
0: Almost at that point in time, like, yeah, come on,
2: guys, let's 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 be smart about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know. See, that's the thing. Without them being able to gather for like the rookie symposium, where they have realistically the yeah. program is pretty in depth. It's that's like three point. days. If not being able to do it in person, having to do it over the phone, you know, you, we're all in virtual meetings, man, you kind of, you check out, you just do, um, I'm checked out right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Camara, the Camara crunch, the Camara King crunch dropped. And he was like, oh shit. He's actually at the grocery store checking out, dude. Um, I
2: can't wait.
0: Yeah. I just, I guess that's it. We got to do something to help these really young athletes because I mean, that's tough. I, I wouldn't know how I would react to that at 19. Like, Hey, here's $4 million, like best of luck terrible things and well all right next
1: (laughs) that's it for news we're on to winners and losers now
0: uh so i've got one i got i got a loser this week ben simmons oh shit major loser um
2: kick a man while he's down
0: uh well okay so again most of our listeners uh all like nine of you what's up um I'm assuming you pay attention to more than just football. So Ben Simmons had a really rough series, uh, missed a wide open dunk, got openly drugged after the game by his co-co-star. Didn't miss really. it. He didn't
2: even take it. He just he
0: passed it. <laughs> so uh, Doc Rivers had some pretty uh, negative things to say about him. Uh, my thought though, was, has this ever happened in the NFL? Uh, so in thinking about this, has there ever been a time when a player was, you know, a plus graded through the regular season, had a strong first round series or first game, and then basically made a bonehead play and just got banished from their team. Aaron and I were talking about it. The only one that I could really come up with was like Mike Vanderjack that year that he biffed that chip shot and yeah. the Colts sent him to the shadow realm and like signed out of Vinatieri the next year. And like, now Mike Vanderjack like owns a bar in the keys and like just kicks footballs into the ocean. Like, I, I don't know what he does, but, uh, but uh, yeah, if you, you guys have any other examples of players who just got absolutely just banished after the game, I guess Daniel Carlson is another one, right? The Vikings rookie kicker who kicks for the Vegas now that Mike Zimmer was like, don't even get on the fucking plane. Like just yeah. stay here. <laughs>
2: I, and I, I was going to say, are, are a couple of Vikings fans not going to bring up some shank kickers who have cost you guys some big games?
0: uh yeah i mean i guess just like the blair walsh project was was one of them i mean i was definitely in my basement just like video cameraing myself with a demon in the back after that was a fucking nightmare (laughs) i was watching that game with a seattle seahawks fan mind you and like i'm talking like i wasn't even talking shit it was just like pretty gassed up when they were driving and he sets up for that field goal and i'm like oh my god we're gonna beat the legion of boom in like negative four degree temperature and he just shanked like a four footer and you know, fuck you, Aaron. Fuck you for bringing that up. Right? Hey, can I can I
1: tell the story about watching a game with fucking Seattle Seahawks fans? So Ooh, I'm yeah. humble brag. I'm in the Bahamas, chilling. Uh, they're they're playing the Monday. <laughs> they're bringing the the Monday night football game to the movie theater. I'm like, fuck yes, I'm gonna watch because it's the Vikings versus the Seahawks. I walk in there. I'm the only fucking Vikings fan there. The thing's packed with Seahawks fans. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great fucking night. You
2: mean there's not a bunch of Vikings fans in the Bahamas? I'm shocked.
1: Well, there was this one guy, and we made eye contact in the lobby. And, like, I don't know. We didn't say anything to each other, but it was like, kind of like communication. Anyway, I'm watching, and the Vikings are off to a good start. And they start shitting, shitting the bed. And I'm, like, about to leave the fucking theater. And these guys fucking clap. They clap as I get up to walk. <laughs> like, thank you. I, I'm already in a bad mood. My fucking team just lost. That's my, that's my story.
2: Since you're Canadian, did you like apologize to them after that or what happened?
1: No, I, I fucking walked like at three hotels back to mine and it was just, it was awful.
0: <laughs> he walked up to the bar and he said, pina colada virgin <laughs> <Hit me. laughs> hammered it said another one <laughs> yeah let's bang on <laughs> um aaron what do you got for winners and losers
2: so i went over my losers winners the 2018 qb class is about to get paid um uh, there are some and I've been watching this Baker Mayfield situation. Anybody that's listened to the show knows that I'm high on the Browns this year. And I said something drew a couple weeks ago. I said, you think the Baker's going to get extended before this season, you know, they, oh, yeah. they, picked up, they picked up his fifth year option and they could franchise him. And, and I, I thought at the time you told me there was no way that the team would do that. Cause they didn't have any reason to, there was no reason.
0: That is not what I said. I said, okay. the Browns are the kind of organization that will show their ass and fuck this up and give him like a five-year, like buck 40 deal. That
2: sounds more familiar. So, and you know that Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, they're both just like waiting with bated breath to see what kind of money that Baker makes, because correct me if I'm wrong. I, what do you guys think? What what What's the pecking order with these quarterbacks? Do you think it's for sure that Josh Allen gets paid the most and Baker gets paid the least? Lamar is the most interesting guy to try to evaluate because you know we we've talked about him a little bit. I know you'll talk about him later on this show, Drew. But it's like the dude's won an MVP, but is is he can he can he keep is this repeatable durable success? Is he gonna be able to do this for another five, 10 years? So I, I'm interested to see how this shakes out. How do you guys think it if it falls? You think it goes Allen Jackson Baker?
1: Hayden? I like that order. I think that's the correct order. Um, I don't see how Jackson can really stay healthy if he continues to play how he's playing. So I think, like you said, Allen, Jackson, Baker, that's, that's the top three out of those guys. That's the order. Simple as that.
0: Yeah. I think you're probably right. Allen is 100% going to be the highest paid reason. He had one really strong year of production. He's on an upward trajectory, at least theoretically. Right. Um, the bills haven't had anything for so long that they're going to pay him like it's, they are going to give him a key to the city. They're going to name a Buffalo wing sauce after him. They might even name the field after him. It's just, they're going to keep him as long as he produces. And the bills are in a position to where if it's like six years from now and they're like, Oh wow, that kind of blew up. That's fine. It's, if he gives them three good years, that is the happiest they have been since forever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Mayfield will be interesting. Uh, one so he has enough self-confidence that's well-documented that I think if they offer him something low or like disrespectful, I, I honestly think that he'll counter that. Or if he, I, I would say that he's the most likely of these three to like play on a franchise tag one year. Mm. And I don't think that'll happen either. I, I think that Browns are really trying to add stability to that team. Uh, and at least the semblance of that, I think they'll get something done, but I think they'll pay him more than what he's probably worth. Jackson is the most interesting for a couple reasons. Yeah. One, you made the point about uh, health. Uh, can he stay healthy given the style he plays? We've seen um, you know, some of the, the frustrations in the playoffs, but the Ravens are the smartest organization out of these three teams we spoke about. If there is a team that isn't going to paint themselves into a corner uh, and, and have uh, a bad situation, it's probably them. The number may be really big, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Jackson's contract, when it breaks, it's, like, five years and, like, 220 or, like, something egregious. But it's, like, super tied to performance. It has a lot of, like, incentive-based things in there Man. and, like, that sort of stuff. So, I, that's kind of what I think. So, I if the the numbers are probably, you're right, Allen, Jackson, Mayfield. But if Allen's, like, sticker pr- or if uh, Jackson's sticker price was high or close to Allen's, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Even if it's not – real money as we just less that, guaranteed,
2: uh, less guaranteed money.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably it. I think the Ravens will probably try to give themselves some flexibility to get out of that deal. If he gets dinged up or doesn't improve on some of the deficiencies in his game. All right. I have a loser. You gave me a winner or somebody Hayden.
3: I have a winner. Uh It's quite simply the fans because you guys are going to be able to get back in these, full capacity stadiums, while up north here in Canada, I can't even go watch a friggin' movie at the movie theater. Um, (laughs) No, you know, as somebody that watches all the games on TV, uh, I missed the fans last season because it's just better and better
1: with with them in the stands. So uh, major win for the fans and the one fan in uh, the Chargers. So there you go.
2: <laughs> Especially like in the first few weeks when they were trying to do that fake crowd noise, yeah, and they didn't quite have it, like they just weren't in rhythm with the plays. So, yeah. like, something would happen, and there would be like a five second delay, and then all of a sudden, like, you'd hear these fake boos or cheers. It was really bad, it was tough, it was, t- it was tough, yeah.
0: You know, I, I remember last year, the NBA bubble specifically thinking like oh this is actually isn't that bad without fans like you hear the players there was like an interesting portion of the product um and now i'm watching playoff basketball with like full arenas and you're reminded like just how much better the product is with fans in attendance um i'll be at the vikings opener week one i'll be at colts rams week two i'm gonna hell boys i might try to hit a game a week i don't know but uh <laughs> i've uh, i'm dying to get back out there and see what it's about um yeah, no, good call, Hayden. Whenever they finally lift the uh, the travel ban, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get you here. We'll get you here in Indianapolis for a yeah. game.
1: We'll go we'll go see somebody. Fully vaccinated, can go across the border now. So I got my shot
0: next week, my second one. So we're getting there. Waxed, vaxed, and and ready to relax. Look at you. Damn right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, boys. Anything else we got to hit today? It's all ahead. I'll say here. Cool. All right. Well, hey uh, guys, please stay tuned. Uh, second portion of our QB rankings from last week. You're hitting uh, some pretty, uh, some pretty stellar Lamar talk here. So Lamar's getting in. All right. Yeah. No, that's I mean, not what I said. I have a very oh, hot Lamar take. I have a very oh, hot Lamar take.
2: I am interested to hear how a guy that rushed for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns as a quarterback. Isn't it going to make tier two.
0: Yeah, that's great, Let's Michael. D- Michael Vick did too. He never won a Super Bowl. Um, i so, have been in tier two. So I'm I'm driving the car today, and I'm thinking about our quarterback tiers after you presented this idea. So I'm thinking about Lamar Jackson, and I, out of our listeners, sub Tanner, um, I know most of them <laughs> are cross sport conscious. I know this is an FL pod, but I, I'm going to need you to ride with me on this take. Lamar Jackson is to the NFL as Giannis Antetokounmpo is to the NBA. Mm. They are elite athletes who are both MVPs who have have been honored by their peers and coaches amongst the league Uh, in the regular season will make plays that will make other extremely athletic men look unathletic, mortal, like you and me trying to guard them, right? These guys who are professional athletes just look terrible. Lamar Jackson in the open field with a football is to Giannis Antetokounmpo in transition with one guy in front of him in the bucket. But both of those guys in the playoffs have to have an offense created around them in a specific system for them to be successful. And two are the easiest to make one dimensional. The Chargers did it Lamar's rookie year where they played seven defensive backs. And it's like, cool. If you want to try to run, we're going to put only speed on the field and we're going to stop you. I, I think that as electric as both of those guys are, without being in a perfect situation uh, against perfect opponents, I, I I don't know that either one of them can win a ring by themselves. That was poetry in motion.
2: That that was quite a take, and it's making me rethink my entire stance on Lamar Jackson.
3: I think it's a fair fair point that you make, and it's a good comparison because I can see it as well.
2: So you're saying he's not in tier two, then?
0: I think he's in tier three. So Giannis is
2: Giannis is not in tier two in the NBA either. That's what you're saying.
0: I don't think Giannis in the NBA wins a title until he plays on a team with another superstar, like a legit. He's gonna have to go somewhere else to win a title if he ever gets one. Because so Giannis
2: is never gonna be the best player on a world series on a on a NBA championship team.
0: So. Giannis would be a 1A, 1B type. Like, it, it's like a LeBron. That's a dot deal. That's a crutch. It's not It's not a crutch. No. I mean, like, so when LeBron went and won a title in Miami the first year, was he a head and shoulders better player than Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade got more MVP votes that year than LeBron James did. Look that up.
2: He was the alpha of that team. Get out of here. That was LeBron's team.
0: Okay. So cool. So if Giannis goes to miami in two years and it's him jimmy butler bam out of bio uh in the two shooters i mean yeah sure he's probably the best player on that team right but i think that team has a better chance of winning the title than this godforsaken bucks team coached by bud that sucks this is an nfl (laughs) NFL podcast this is an nfl podcast
2: (laughs) well let's steer back to the ravens then do you think the ravens roster as constructed with lamar being the head of the snake is a super bowl winning team no
0: Not in the AFC, no. No. Okay. I don't disagree with that. I think they're the third place team in their division this year.
2: All right. So Lamar is out on the bus, according to Drew. That is tier two. So if we're second place in the
0: division, I said third. They're not. Pardon. Second place, but they're they're a wild card team in that division. Like, if you get the Ravens down by ten points, they will not win the game. That is just what it is.
2: Yeah, that's that's probably fair. So then who are we looking at then to close out tier two? One, two more guys? Who are you thinking?
0: I think it's Dak Prescott. Opens it
2: up here a little bit.
0: I think I, think I was going to say
1: Dak as well. Yeah, I like Dak a lot. Um, look at his five starts last season before his injury. Uh, 371.2 yards per game. Um, he had nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, he can run the ball, three rushing touchdowns during that time. If he can stay healthy, and we've talked about him before on the podcast, if he can stay healthy and he has a really strong year, then he is definitely a tier two quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well, didn't Dak Prescott lead the lead in passing for like three weeks after he was out? Yeah, was not a stat. So. I and think I think so, that yeah. he and, and I think that he led the NFC East in passing until like week fifteen.
2: Well, they were awful. so. Let me throw the brakes on this just a little bit, just a little bit, okay? So, Dak has arguably, like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say the best, could be the best, probably a top three trio of wide receivers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He has a probably top five or six running backs still in Zeke, and they have Stop. one of the best offensive lines in the league. And he led the league in passing for that long because their defense was the worst in football. And he had to throw the ball like 50 times a game to, to keep them in it. I mean, he he took advantage of those opportunities and he put those yards on the board, but I'm saying he, 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 his situation is like the exact opposite of Deshaun Watson. Like if you put Dak on the Texans, if you do a role reversal, you put Dak on the Texans team from last year, they are now, they're, they're probably drafting Trevor Lawrence first overall. They might not win a game. But if you put if you put Deshaun Watson on the Cowboys team of last year, that's like NFC Championship level team right there.
0: So that's a difference between Tier 1 and Tier 2. I don't understand what we're talking about. Deshaun Watson should be four wins better than Dak Prescott just based on that, given the same situation. Uh, but, but Dak Prescott was one. Zeke was fat. Everyone saw that their defense was putrid, which it was
2: Horrible. They had the
0: worst defense. They were one of the worst defenses in the league. And um, they had three major injuries off- across their offensive line within the first like five weeks of the season. They did. They so did. I, I so so look, I mean, Dak got hurt. If you look back at the previous two years, I'll give you the same argument that you gave me with Josh Allen. He improved every single year by a marketed amount. Um, he's a big physical guy, which is what you're looking for. He's got the body. Uh, he has the arm um I I don't see how with the roster as it's constructed if their defense is average in that division I mean they win 10 games this year yeah
2: and and I think Dallas is poised for a big bounce back too honestly I'm kind of playing devil's advocate more than anything I like Dak and, and and I just felt like maybe he was getting a little too much credit there for a minute I had to kind of throw in the situation just to kind of bring it to reality he he's pulling up the uh pulling up the rear on tier two i'm not going to fight that i'm fine i'm fine with him being a tier two quarterback although it does seem i don't know it does seem like there's a bit of a gap between like Dak and tom brady and russell wilson but
0: yeah Yeah, so he's so he sits on on the third row seating of the van he's in the bench seat in the back he doesn't get the cool captain's chairs in the middle that's fine but but i still think he's there i mean versus the versus lamar jackson matt ryan baker mayfield ryan Tannehill, the guys following i mean i I would take Dak over any of those guys at this point yeah same here
2: you know i don't like that analogy because that implies that tom brady is driving and that russell wilson's sitting shotgun and i don't want to listen to sierra on like a 10-hour road trip with
0: that bum picking the music the whole time that's i respect your commitment to the co-pilot runs the radio i really appreciate that (laughs) and then as soon as tom's like hey can we put on international but and then like as soon as tom's like hey can we change the Russell's like never touch a black man's radio like that's (laughs) (laughs) uh tier three uh can i give you my like pick for like tier one like number one who drives in tier three it's not lamar jackson god what in the world I think it's Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford's finally in, like the perfect fair. situation where he can he can win. Their defense is so good. Might take a step back. They lost their defense coordinator uh, who took over the the San Francisco or the San Diego job. They still have Aaron Donald. They still have Jalen Ramsey. They haven't had a first round pick in seventeen years, but uh, but Matthew Stafford uh, for all of the arm talent and everything we talked about him on the pod last week. I I love the situation. I love the system. I love him with an offensive-minded coach for once. I mean, look at the coaches that this dude has played with, and the offensive coordinators. It's, bad. He, <laughs> it's really dude. Bad. It was it was it was Jim Caldwell. Uh, it was God. Who was the God? Rod Marinelli, Jim Schwartz, Jim Caldwell, Matt Patricia, Dan Camp. Uh, he didn't play with Dan. God, if he played with Dan Campbell, I swear to God, Matthew Stafford being MVP. Um, it's just more. That's, that's just crazy. more that's just more dan fan <laughs> love man i love dan campbell so much um I, I love matthew stafford and everything he brings to the table we talked about it last week can he win can he, can he do all of these things perform in prime time because he's always had to come from behind and, and make big plays but if you're looking at again I'm gonna that big time throw percentage number one with the lowest amount of turnover worthy plays his uh his amount of them was lower than some of the others, so he fell short on the, uh, like, number one consideration, but the best percentage of any quarterback last year. Uh, we know Matthew can make plays. He's a gunslinger. He's, he's Brett Favre, part dough uh, for my French friends. What's up, Hayden? Um, yeah, I man, I love him in L.A. From
2: a human perspective, the whole Stafford to L.A. thing is one of the most interesting storylines in the NFL this season. So you have a kid from Georgia – who then goes and plays in Detroit. So we're talking about two pretty blue collar places. Um, and then he now, now he goes to LA. Now, now he's under the lights. Now he's the, you know, the starting quarterback who's supposed to lead them to a Super Bowl. And the whole like West Coast, the whole, the whole city of LA is kind of watching them just from like, from his perspective. Like if I was in his family or just like trying to think of how, where his mind's at with all of this. It's this is like a huge, huge moment in his life as a person. So I'm really interested to see how he handles that, because this is just so different from the years that he toiled away in Detroit. And I think, you know, the the range of outcomes is so wide. I mean, he could just own it. He could just take over, be the alpha, and they could absolutely go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Absolutely could go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Or maybe it's not for him. Maybe the family's not comfortable. He's not comfortable. They never find a rhythm. Maybe they, you know, scratch into the playoffs and lose in the first round and the whole, they blow the whole thing up. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's unlikely, but I'm just really interested to see how it plays out.
0: All right. I, I want to piggyback one thing on that. And then Hayden, I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on Matt Stafford. Everything I needed to know about Stafford when his wife had brain cancer and he was like, going into workouts early at like 2am to get his personal workouts in taking his wife to chemo and then coming back and like practicing with the team that tells me everything I need to know about Matt Stafford and like who he is and like how he's going to approach the business in the game of football. Um, the culture shock of going to LA, I get it, but, but I, I don't buy it, man. The, the guy is football player through and through ha- has only had rave reviews from everybody he's ever played with. Um, I, I love Matt Stafford and what he brings to the Rams this year. Other than, I, I, I'm oh, root sorry. for the guy.
1: Yeah, there there aren't a lot of excuses really for both Stafford and the Rams this year. Their roster is really good. Uh, this is some of the best weapons that Stafford's played with, and the defense is really good. I don't. You guys mentioned him as a potential MVP candidate, and I, I like that. Um, I don't see a lot of excuses if they're not very good come the end of the year. I mean the division's tough, I guess. But I don't see a lot of room for uh, Matthew Stafford
3: to uh for for any excuses, I guess, if for uh, Matthew Stafford.
0: All right, so who's riding shotgun in tier 3? I mean, I'm assuming it has to be Lamar, right? Just, based L- on L- just I'm putting player. my foot
2: down. We're not pushing Lamar any further back in this conversation. Yeah. Stafford can drive, Lamar, actually Lamar I'd be very excited to have him control the radio. I feel like there would be some flames spitting out Straight of that. Great bangers,
0: everything out of Louisville, <laughs> everything out of Louisville. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, okay. There's somebody that's absolutely going in tier three. You are not gonna. You're not gonna push me out of this. Here comes. I am driving the Justin Herbert bandwagon fan club. I'm I'm driving that bus, and Justin Herbert is absolutely in tier three. There, there's really no question about it to me. I almost considered putting him in tier two. That's how much I love him. But you know what? I'm going to be realistic. Fine. Wow. Let's put him I would him in have
0: tier fought three. you on tier two. I <laughs> and I know you would have. And I fought did. you. I every, don't know. It might have been
2: a hill I was willing to die
0: on. Every bullshit argument you made about Dak Prescott is equal, like, is the same argument that can be made for Justin Herbert. It's like, oh, he had a terrible defense. And he had to throw all the time to keep him in it. And his best running back was kind of hurt and out of shape. And... You know he's got a good receivers and in Keenan Allen. No, I love. I love. Not that have
2: good receivers. They do not have a good offensive line. They do not have the rushing attack that Dallas has. None of those things. None of those things. And they also okay. Derwin James and Joey Bosa were hurt last year, so that doesn't count. But generally speaking, they have a good defense if those two guys are healthy. Oh, so, so, sorry. Go ahead, Drew. No, you go ahead. Does it I'm not worry fight. you
3: Aaron just a little bit about the new like the coaching change with Justin Herbert? That kind of worries it's gonna me. It's going to
2: help him. It's going to be. help him. That's that's the the, the the clock management was so poor on the Chargers last yeah, year. You're right. It was awful. That guy did not deserve to be a head coach. This is a guy Herbert that didn't know he was going to start until literally the first like the day of week 1. And then he proceeds to just scorch defenses. He had the sixth most yards in football last year. How many touchdowns did he have? Thirty-seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. Like yeah. that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal for any rookie. For any
0: rookie, and yeah. who, he, he did it with who? Keenan Allen and okay, who was the other guy? Mike Mike I, Williams. Putting my foot down, do not respect disrespect Kenan Allen. Kenan Allen like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, seven receiver. I love Keenan Allen. Allen, and I would argue I he's the best route runner in this league.
2: But I'm saying, okay, Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper, call that a wash if you want to, or even say Keenan Allen's a little bit better. The but if you look at CD back. CD Lamb and Michael Gallup compared to uh, Mike Williams and whoever the number three receiver is for the Chargers, like there's no comparison there. There's no comparison. And what are you going to say? Austin Eckler is equivalent to Zeke Elliott? Like get out of here. Last year, no.
0: fat Zeke, 110%. <laughs> Wow, it's this, your really favorite flame. this is really little This is incredible. Uh, dude, no. I, I'm Honestly, I'm, I'm PFFing right now. Give me the goddamn charges, PFF. Crazy.
2: No, PFF. Uh, I want to fight PFF. They put him 15th on this list, and I vehemently disagree with it. I don't understand why you would want Ryan effing Tannehill more than you would want Justin Herbert. Get out of here. Get out
0: of here. I think that those are projected grades for this season, which I don't know how you could project Justin Herbert ahead of Ryan Tannehill when Ryan Tannehill throws to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Okay, if you're going to throw you live in
2: there. But if I'm looking at, like, these quarterbacks in a vacuum, not the situation. Well, we I'm just spent
1: time talking Herbert. about Dak and the weapons that he has, and I don't know.
2: Well, that's what I'm trying to say. His situation made him look so much better. So I'm trying to look at Dak in a vacuum and say, okay, let's put him in, in Houston and see what happens there. You know, And I'm saying I'm so, I could, you could make the same thing with Herbert and Tannehill. You put Herbert on a team with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, this dude is like an MVP candidate. You put Tannehill on that Chargers roster, and he's, a, he's like a tier four bum that nobody cares about.
0: Yeah, that's such a flawed argument. Yeah, if you put Tom Brady on Houston, they win two games. Like, what are we talking about?
2: I'm, I'm just trying to, to kind of contrast the situation to, so we can better evaluate these players in a vacuum. I think Herbert in a vacuum, if you discount wide receivers, I would rather have him be my quarterback than Ryan Tannehill.
0: Well, well sure, because he's on a rookie contract and showed he can perform really no! well. yeah,
2: no, okay. no. Contract aside, I'm just saying. They get paid the same. They have the same receivers. Who would you rather have under center?
0: probably Herbert.
2: yeah thank you Hayden
0: I, I, I agree with you I agree with you
2: just <laughs> once I want you to disagree with me Hayden we've I never guess. gone head to head we've never well, gone head to head
0: well you just pounded your actual table and <laughs> screamed into your microphone we all, got bre- we all got breakup on our end because you were screaming out Herbert I felt like it was in like a non-flashback like white static hit the screen <laughs> and like some like Russian spy was hacking the signal and I was like what is this and all of a sudden I just heard like hail Putin in the background. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> so yeah. So tier three. Yeah, sure. Herbert in tier three. I get it. He has the, he has the arm talent. He has all of the things. He is young. Uh, kind of the same story with Justin Allen. I would like to see him do it a second year before I'm like, Hey, yeah, this guy is definitely that guy. Um, but he definitely showed that he has the talent, right? Like you saw the arm, you see it, the talents there. He threw that ball against new Orleans in the super bowl or the, uh, Superdome. Uh, it was like week seven. It was like a, it was a beautiful go route down the, down the seam, hit the guy in stride. And I was like, Oh, he's for real. And I, I think what we can all agree on no matter how you feel about Justin Herbert is all of us as an NFL community lost when Anthony Lynn was fired because Aaron is right. That was the best part of Sunday ticket was flipping to the chargers with two minutes to go in oh the first God. half or the fourth quarter and watching Anthony Lynn, take a full-blown shit on the sideline <laughs> and i liked him i watched i watched the uh the hbo show um uh, help me hard knocks hard knocks thank you and he's and he's like this is how i make a brisket and i'm like i fucking love this guy he's telling me how to barbecue on an hbo show like let's get wild i'm here for it he's like yeah this is brisket and this is how i do brisket and i'm like you got a great beard you wear great sunglasses you are a shitty coach uh, just a terrible <laughs> clock management coach yeah
2: i don't trust him with my brisket he's so bad with the stopwatch he's gonna burn my shit like no
0: no i, I would
2: not right. trust him
0: on the grill all right you're showing your ass brisket is like a 15 hour cook he's fine okay
2: yeah and okay, he'll, he'll show up back. like 36 hours later and be like oh boys is it done yet i don't know
0: <laughs> all <right>, Who <we're laughs> we'll right. 3 right let's rip
2: through some tier three tier three
0: Kirk Cousins, I, in I tier just, three. I, I lit oh, yeah. up I'll with die on this there. Hill. Somebody else. I'll die on this hill. Kirk Cousins in tier three. I'll fight you on it. I'll, I'll fight <sighs> to the death on this. Am I the biggest Kirk guy? No. Does he show his ass on some possessions? Yes. The arm talent is there. Top ten in QBR for the last three years. Better than Aaron Rodgers last year. Uh, killed the Saints in the Superdome in the playoffs. With silenced a lot of that. All of the all of the, the shenanigans about like you know he's. 500 win percentage, uh, bad record against winning teams. Dude, he, pl- he played for Washington for five years. Any, any quarterback who can play for the Washington football team and start for three years and walk out the other side and have a semblance of a career is, is a goddamn warrior. <laughs> <laughs> um, With Justin Jefferson, with Adam Thielen, um, with the improvements they've made on defense this year, no man, like I'm, I'm clearly a little biased, but there's no way you could look at me and be like, hey, this defense is going to be 25th in the league again. And Kirk Cousins, who had the seventh best offense in the league, mind you, is going to suck or 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 regress beyond that to some unrecognizable number. I mean, I I don't. I'm looking at their schedule. I I honestly think they win 12 games.
2: you guys are so optimistic this is going to be such a hard season for you guys (laughs) it's going to be brutal i i will here's what i'll say here's what i'll say because i know hayden that you're going to agree with drew here so i i will allow kirk cousins to sit bitch like in the back or whatever but he's definitely sitting behind matt ryan and probably Baker Mayfield as well.
0: He sits in a captain's chair next to Baker Mayfield. He is ahead of Matt Ryan. I will not stand for that slander.
2: Whoa.
0: Absolutely Matt not. Ryan? No. Matty Washed? No. Stop. Stop.
2: I'm sorry. The The guy who threw for almost 4,600 yards last year was Washed?
0: Yes. Really? Yes. Because he up. lost a guy named Julio Jones.
2: It's important. Look it up you keep bringing up the situation where I we're looking at these quarterbacks in a vacuum.
0: I mean, cool. We're looking at him in a vacuum. I'm still taking Kirk cousins over Matt Ryan. The only a plus a plus year of Matt Ryan we've gotten was sure in a vacuum, but he had Kyle Shanahan and Julio Jones. Kyle Shanahan made CJ beat hard look good. <laughs> or at least like he could play in this league. Like it's so disrespectful to be like, yeah, Matt Ryan, like, what the what has he shown anyone outside of that? Except for, hey, I can get a top four pick guaranteed outside of like the 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 good years he had with Shanahan when he was there. I'm with, I mean, if it's me,
2: if I'm the scout, I'm taking Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins, but we can agree to disagree on that. Kirk Cousins belongs in tier three, I'm willing to concede that.
0: Yeah. I I don't even want to 30, 35, these to 13 picks, 4,300 yards. Like, what are we doing? Like, yes, the guy sits in tier three, those stats. I'm fine with that. If I covered those stats up and I put him next to Matt Ryan with the same stats, you'd be like, "Ah, yeah, sure. Both of those guys are probably the same, but because you see his name and he has like a Mormon cheesy ass smile and has shitty Verizon commercials. You're like, Oh yeah, no, that guy fucking sucks.
2: Yeah, the numbers are a little more similar than I would have expected them to be.
0: Cause you got brainwashed by Skip Bayless, man. Just admit it, all right? Just uh,
2: I don't watch Skip Bayless. I refuse. I refuse. Fine, they're both. They're both. No, yeah. no. I,
0: I, th- I think that I think that Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield are even-plained. PFF agrees they're virtually the same in terms of their grade. Um, Baker has a, a great supporting staff. Um, I think that Cleveland's going to mess up this Baker Mayfield contract, and they're going to give him some just fat number. Um, and I think that's when Cleveland's really going to show their asses as an organization when they're like, "Hey, yeah, Baker Mayfield, here's a buck sixty for like five years." It's an so interesting. It's
2: like, oh, it's a really interesting situation with this contract in Cleveland because they could they could extend him right now before this season for like a reasonable number. Or both sides could roll the dice and say, eh, "Let's see how this next year goes." Because if Baker, if Baker balls out and they win playoff games this year again, he's going to get paid. Which so I, they, they're 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 rolling the dice. They're rolling the dice. If they don't just extend him now,
0: um, that depends on what camp you're coming from. If I'm Baker and I'm sure the number they floated Baker already, Baker is gambling. Baker is driving that White Rolls Royce for that Tiger in the back all year. And that is for sure. Um, he definitely
2: seems like a guy who would bet
0: on himself. <laughs> well, I mean, their entire game plan last year was like, hey, we're going to run the ball 35 times. And granted, like, OBJ was hurt. Uh, Landry, at, at his purest form, is a possession guy, right? Like, he's not, yeah. Jarvis Landry's not a number one in this league. And Joku was hurt. I understand all the arguments, but. Baker, outside of, like, a couple, like, two-week stretches, has not shown anybody the ability to be, like, a top-ten quarterback consistently right. in this league. It's like, a glorified game manager. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a glorified game manager because he came from Oklahoma, and, it, like, it has cool gifts. Like, that's it. Yeah.
2: All right, but he's on. What are we doing with Tannehill? Are you guys going to make me put him in Tier 3? I don't want to.
0: Hey, how do you all right, Um, <laughs>
3: i mean i i i think i think he should be the last
0: guy in tier three uh is he the guy that's like folded up in the cargo hats like a baby stroller in the back like he's just kind of like he's just in there yeah or he's just
1: like hanging on to like the rear bumper for dear life i don't know um he led the league with five fourth quarter comebacks last year six game winning drives i mean I, i i like him as in the situation that he's in obviously in miami he wasn't wasn't great, but uh, I, I say tier three is probably uh, fair for him. Late tier three.
2: <sighs> I get it. And especially if he throws for like 4,500 yards with Brown and Julio this year, it's going to be like, well, I can't believe you guys didn't even think he was tier three, blah, blah, blah. Like I, Dude, I can see
0: the possibility. Th- this guy is going to walk up to the line of scrimmage this year in the NFL, and he's going to have an eight person box because he has Derrick Henry and like two tight ends on the field. And then Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are either one-on-one or, like, in a zone. Yeah. Like, bro, if you cannot, like, look, I am a subpar minus athlete. I have an okay arm, maybe 75 in a cage. Who knows? I'm throwing a tutty to Julio Jones or A.J. Brown this year. There's going to be so many holes in the defenses he faces. I mean, what's going to happen when they sell out against the pass, against the Titans, any of these teams? I mean, hell, the Colts, the Jags, any team you think has a good defense, when they sell out to stop this pass, And it's just like, yeah, cool. Derrick Henry is going to carry the ball 25 times against a six or seven-man box. Like, God bless you, everyone.
2: Can I – I just want to touch on one point there. I – would be willing to put a lot of money down that you can't break
0: 70 in a cage wow <laughs> can we
2: just can so we correct we, that
0: the level of disrespect is uh, unbelievable 75 and, and yeah.
2: 75 in a cage right now
0: 100 percent, absolutely
2: oh god this can we all I, right i, I mean I'm like i'm gonna I, touch base with you we're gonna circle back we need a video of this to be posted that's fine. on the twitter account that's great let's do it yeah This is going to happen. This is absolutely going to happen. All
0: right, let's do it. Okay, so whatever.
2: Tannehill's in three. Let's go to four.
0: See, so tier four, I kind of feel guilty, right? Because you're looking at tier four and who we have left. I mean, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Danny Jones. uh, There's Carson Wentz is in tier four. So tier four, if that is truly, hey, like – I'm in the market for a new quarterback. I don't know that I agree with that. I, I feel like we should have a four to five. I feel like four should be like results are still out, or like, hey, we feel like like tier four is like you've been on two dates and it's like you know what, I like them, but like you're not you're not gonna extend them. You're not you're not gonna give them some fat contract or anything right away. I
2: feel like maybe maybe a good uh, description of tier four could be like they're one season away from like being a backup somewhere or they're one season away from you know a new contract like this is kind of a make or break deal for a lot of these quarterbacks especially the rookies that are coming up on like year three or four it's like all right is this our guy is Danny Jones Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow are these our guys and we're going to extend them or are we going to start scouting quarterbacks again and same with Wentz Wentz is like if he blows up in Indy this year like he's on the bench somewhere next year.
0: Yeah. So, so I, I think that's fair in, in tier four, realistically, if we're going to call it that um, that year three quarterback is what tier four is, right? Year three, theoretically, in the NFL, you are your finished product. You're going to get better, but you're the core of who you're going to be in the league. Right. So like that's our Kyler Murray's that's our, uh, our Danny dimes. That's uh, I mean, I would put Carson Wentz in there because this is to your point. I mean, this is it for our guy. Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah let's 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 start there um let's do kyler murray uh i i think kyler murray is, is firmly in that spot he took a nice step forward last year um his quick twitch we talked about it last week the guy's electric uh he is like if someone took lamar jackson and put him in like a blender and was like hey your arm's a little better but you're five inches shorter like that's kyler murray yeah um his his uh his athleticism though is it's freaky um I think that as long as he stays healthy in in year three, some of the improvements they've made on the team. I mean, I locked the Cardinals over last year, if I I recall, which is probably my worst bet. But, you know, great. Here we go. Uh, So, yeah, big fan of Kyler in tier four here.
2: You know, I think for a different reason, we also have to throw a couple of guys like Fitz and Big Ben in this category also. Um, You know, they're guys that, they could absolutely have like QB one weeks or like, you know, have these explosion 300 yard, four touchdown games, but they're also, again, they're like one bad season away from their careers probably being over.
0: The only one I'm going to argue there is big Ben. Big Ben's career is over. He's done. This is it.
2: And that's where my money is also. That was like my strongest lock was the Steelers going under, but I, I don't know. He, He seemed, like, rejuvenated in the second half of last year. We definitely saw it. Like, the arm strength was there a little bit. I don't know. I just –
0: What are you talking about the second half of last year? They opened up 11-0 and 1-5 in in the last six games. They were dog shit the second half of the year. But
2: if you're looking at Big Ben, his arm looked totally cooked in the beginning of the season. And then, like, a switch flipped, and he started chucking the ball around again about halfway through the year.
0: It's true. Look it up. Mm -hmm. Check out the stats. Bleh. sure all right I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll believe you and bite I what about car is uh, car
2: getting in is car getting in uh tier four here
0: i think he's shopping four? car man
2: <laughs> oh disagreement hayden state your case yeah
0: state go. your case Hayden. oh shoot i
1: think he's underrated i mean personally i do uh he had over four four thousand yards last year he had 27 touchdowns man eh. uh nine interceptions Five-game winning drives. I think I I like him in Tier 4. I think that's where he belongs. But maybe mid to back-end Tier 4 because he's not on the same
0: level as a Kyler Murray, I would say. Oh, yeah. Don't ever disrespect Kyler Murray like that again. No. (laughs) I don't know. I mean,
2: (laughs) you could argue that results-wise, they're probably not that far apart. Kyler definitely does it in a much more explosive, exciting way. But he's also probably not as, like, polished and buttoned up as Carr is. They, they probably, you know, I don't know. They probably get to the same place. One of them is just a lot more fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, so Derek Carr, one thing I truly, truly appreciate about Derek Carr, his commitment, not just to his teammates, but to the chin strap. His facial hair is straight out of like a 2005 Paul Wall video. It is unbelievable that this man cannot change. Um, No, I mean, he was a 10th rated quarterback in PFF last year. I I can appreciate what you're saying. I just, I I don't necessarily agree with it. I I think um, he is, he is peak peak check down artist, and you see it, right? When is the last time you've ever watched a game and you were like, oh, yeah, Derek Carr led us to the promised land. Derek Carr made three huge throws down the stretch that won us a ball game. Like, it's... Dude, I, I'm all ears. You guys tell me when it happened.
2: Well, I don't know if tier four quarterbacks have to do
0: that. I think to be a quarterback in the league, it's worth a shit that you believe in. They've got to do at least once, right? I guess so, yeah. I mean, they got to... A guy that you've already extended. A guy you already gave new money to. Like, I want to see something. Like, make my subpar team better one time. And that's, I don't know.
2: I don't like, know. Derek- I mean, threw for 4,100 yards last year. That's a, that's more than some of the guys even in Tier 3 that we put there. Tough to, tough to knock them all the way down to Tier 5.
0: That just, that doesn't mean anything to me. At least in today's NFL, when everything is predicated towards the offense and the ability for offenses to spread out and throw the ball around. I just, I, I don't know, man. Like if I look at, if I look at Derek Carr, like he's in the same class as like Jared Goff to me, like that is, that is the same person. Like there's just, I I don't ever see a situation. I don't ever see a situation like, and look, man, I, I think I watch as much football as the next guy. You know, I, I think I watch more than probably the average fan. I, I, have, I am yet to see a drive where Derek Carr makes, like, two killer throws where I'm like, holy shit, yeah, they would have stalled out if it wasn't for Derek Carr doing XYZ. <laughs> I mean, Amari Cooper was almost washed out of this league, goes to Dallas, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, Amari Cooper's great.
2: All right, well, I don't know. I feel like you're getting outvoted here 2-1. Hayden and I are... Feel pretty solid about our boy Derek Carby. and in that That's tier.
0: cool, man. You put him in the car. I don't give a shit. He sucks. That's fine. I mean, you can put him wherever you want to, but I don't want to play him playing for my team.
2: So let me bring up a couple of interesting names and you guys tell me tier four or tier five. All right. Okay. Two. Tua. Uh,
0: TBD. i
2: games, be,
3: not
1: enough. I'd probably be leaning five right now. Just. I don't know. Ooh, the spice. I, I, didn't, too. I didn't really care for what I, what I saw last year, but I think full off season, uh, I said it in a previous episode, doesn't have Fitzpatrick breathing down his neck. I think he could really improve this season, but right now I have him in five.
0: So I say TBD because looking at Tua, uh, a year removed from major hip surgery in an offense where clearly they didn't trust him. Uh, there's just a lot of things. Tier five is fair, yeah, sure. I mean, there was some talk this year about them moving him for uh for various draft picks at some point. So <laughs> so clearly you guys aren't alone in that. But I actually, if we're putting anybody in tier five, like Tua's Tua's driving, and it's like a 24 hour marathon session, like no one else drives that car. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm all I'm all for bumping Tua down to tier five. That's I have no problem with that. All right, uh, let me go to the next one, Darnold.
0: Hayden.
1: I think you have to go five. From what we've seen in New York, I, I don't know. It, it's so hard, though. Like, what's the difference between back end four and five? Really? I mean, I don't well, know, back I don't end like- four
0: is like, hey, we might give you money and provide for your family. Five is like, yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if Sam Donald's bad in Carolina, you don't think they're just going to be like, get the fuck out of here, though?
2: Donald's a five. He's yeah. a five, bro. Yeah. Big yeah.
0: facts. I just wanted to hear Hayden say, "Get the fuck out of here, Canadian." That was it. <laughs> um, I- I'll give be me frank. G. I I'll-, I'll be frank. Man, at least let me give my piece. I actually, I actually like Dart a little bit. I I think that he is probably going to have a good year in Carolina. I- Matt Rule is a turnaround artist. He does it everywhere. Uh, every stage of his football career, he has made bad teams good teams, and he's left. I will be interested to see what he does in years four and five. But I. Firmly believe Darnold will have an improved statistical campaign over we have in New York.
2: I'm going five. So Drew, that's the four for you. We in agreement again.
0: Oh no, five. Put that. Put that dude in the back. Get out of here. All right, Jimmy G. Five, five, five.
3: Yeah, I'm there. he's
0: been replaced. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy G showed up like uh, like Lana Rhodes on that date with Kevin Durant and it was like, "Oh, you brought a backup date to this date?" Like like, "Oh, who is G?" Like that is what happened. He walked into the locker room. He's like, "Oh, who's this guy?" I'm like, "Oh, this is Trey. Don't worry about Trey." <laughs> it was like, "Oh, okay."
2: Yeah, we're we're getting down to the I mean, I, I'm leaving out the rookies because you know, we really don't know. I don't watch enough college to be able to tell you with those guys. But I guess returning starters that we have left, uh, we got Goff. We got Drew Lock,
0: Danny Dimes. Joe Burrow. Jalen
2: Hurts. Danny Dimes, we put in four. We put in tier four. He's oh, done I think... it.
0: Wow. I didn't think we got that to a vote. But okay. Oh, yeah.
2: Joe Burrow. Tier, tier four was Carr, Big Ben. Kyler, Joey Burrow, Danny Jones, Fitz and Wentz.
0: Yeah. I agree with all of those except for Big Ben. Big Ben's already on the way out. That dude is going to be hurt in Week Four, just hammering Wingstop on a Friday, just Hate like tiebreaker. Big um, Ben, four or five.
1: No, I'm going. I'm going five. I, I'm I'm with right, Drew on this one. I don't I don't believe in Big Ben this year. And Big
0: Ben, no, you yeah. are thrown out the club. Put that dude out the club.
2: That's fine. R.I.P. Wings out. All right, so we got we got Tua, Darnold, Jimmy G, Golf, Drew Lock bringing up the rear here in tier five. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts probably in the same class as those guys. You think?
3: Five. Yeah, I'm in five. With and so I'm actually
2: asking like five or six now. Like, does does Jalen Hurts belong in the same tier as Darnold and Tua?
0: Yikes. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to year two. He showed some promise that organization like proved how in the NFL, you can just like catch lightning in a bottle for like a two year stretch and look competent. Yeah. Because like a couple things worked out. Um, they look bad and like, it, it's looking worse. Um, Howie is looking more and more panicky every year during the draft. I mean, yeah. he, had, he had what, 26 trades this last year. Um, but he's missed on eighteen of his trades the last two years, yeah that roster is not complete. there are wide receivers that they 've let go, like Agolor, for example, have flourished in other places um, and I think really what it boils down to is when they won the Super Bowl that year, uh, I think Frank Reich was really integral to what they did um, and I think if nothing else, he was integral to how they worked with carson wentz and The stories broke last year about how he was a diva this that and the other i don't know man i just i would hate to see jalen hurts the same thing happen to him where the organization kind of like folds on him from within but yeah tier five
2: i'm having a hard time believing a like a a guy like that from north dakota state was a diva i don't know that's that's tough
3: with with (laughs) hurts though like i i don't think canceling minicamp is a great start to this second year for him like, I know it's, no, it's, yeah, it's a little bit, but need I, don't, I don't like that idea. Yeah, new coach. Yeah. I, I don't like that idea of canceling minicamp with him. I'm, I'm putting him tier five probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who is next?
2: Uh, we got Goff, Drew Locke. We can skip Jimmy G since he's probably not going to start very long. And then I don't know what to do with New Orleans. I don't know if we should – it's the Jamis. answer is not talk about it at all, I guess, but Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. I don't.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, All right, gun to your head. You want Jameis Winston or Mormon Tim Tebow? You tell me. Who do you want starting a quarterback for your team this year?
2: I, Jameis Winston. I don't yeah. know. Jameis Winston. I mean,
0: yeah, it's Jameis. It's yeah. that was a, a rhetorical. Yeah, it's Jameis.
2: Okay. I'm glad. I was like, like, you're making me feel weird about this, but I guess, yeah. Give no, me they're going
0: to. They're gonna do this thing where like they walk out on the hills say, like, hey here's this weird wild cat formation figure this out guys it's like well he's gonna it's just dumb as shit. The <laughs> Saints are – i I feel and it's well deserved. We respect the Saints because of their track record over the last decade. They have had the Saints kind of forward to it as as one Vikings fan who Saints fans are the goddamn worst man. They're awful people.
2: So it makes me feel really uneasy when I think about teams that are so well coached, like the saints and the Steelers, and just assuming that their time's up and they're going to be bad. Like these are guys that just Sean Payton and uh, help me out. Steelers coach, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, they but just you're... figured
0: it out, man. No, but dude, you're missing the point. Those guys figured it out when they had top 10 quarterbacks in the roster. Sean Payton had Drew Brees for 10 plus yeah. years. Yeah. Like you figure stuff out. When you have a guy who sets every statistical record for quarterbacks, you just figure it out. Or it's has like, oh, Drew,
2: Drew Brees has been like an old man shell of himself for four years and they years. kept it going with great offensive schemes and one of the most underrated defenses in
0: the last two years, 110%. I would even argue back to 2017, Drew Brees was was angling towards washed. But I, I shouldn't say that. 2018, he ankled towards Wash because 2017, he was still very firmly Drew Brees. But when you have a quarterback brain and you have the, the head coach quarterback brain meld, and it's quarterbacks identify things that allow you to get into plays that allow your schemes to work, I, I agree with you. But I think you're overvaluing what Mike Tomlin, specifically Mike Tomlin and, and Sean Payton, have brought to their respective teams and what they'll bring moving forward. I mean, Big Ben's cooked, man. He's done. He is beyond al dente. He is done. I, I, I,
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree and, with you.
0: And what's I mean, your philosophy? It's, it's like Mike Tomlin's going to be like, hey, guys, we're going to cook up. We're going to Pittsburgh Steelers football. We're going to run the ball 47 times and play great defense. That, that, that hasn't been them for 10 years.
2: Think that about wraps it up boys. Nobody else on the list. I'm, I refuse to talk about Drew Lock first, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not no. going to do that. Um, so I'm going to pass on
0: that. Any final thoughts from you boys? Uh, Drew Lock firmly in tier five knows every word to Jeezy's put on, <laughs> and that has to stand for something. <laughs> Did you make uh, that up? Is that, is that real? Yeah. Remember the video of him on the, uh, on the, on the sidelines last year? Uh, he throws a touchdown, he goes over, sits on the sideline, puts his helmet down, they start playing music and the thing. He's like, put on film. He knows he knows every. he knows every word to put on. I now I like Jake Locke a little bit more than I did before. Okay. Well, Drew Locke. Jake Locke is a Paul brother that you've lost, I think. So
2: What did I say? Jake Locke? Wasn't that the yeah, old Titans quarterback? What was his uh, name? was it
0: Jake Locker? Jake Locker. Yeah. As mentioned before, uh, join us next week. We're going to hit wide receivers and running backs. Uh, Grant is going to join us from the uh, Colts with Grant pod. Uh, look forward to seeing you all. Uh, stay safe, enjoy the weather, and we will talk to you soon.
2: Bye, Mom. Bye.